Welcome to the Unapologetic Niners Fan Podcast. Usually we do a disclaimer. I'm not even going to bother this week because this is a victory pod. This is an NFC Championship game pod. This is a one win from the Super Bowl pod. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of things, and that game was a lot of things. That was, hey, the people said they wanted it. They wanted the the gritty, gutty win who could duke it out. They did it. Uh, the people thought Brock Purdy wasn't capable of a fourth quarter comeback. Kyle Shanahan team was not capable of a fourth people quarter comeback. People say a lot of stupid things. Yeah, well, we we did it. We did it and it was quite the experience. I was uh down there at Levi's for the games, you guys know. Lucky enough to be outside of the elements. Shout out Rob and my friends at Echo Engineering. But uh it it was going nuts out there. <laughs> and and it was quite the experience, but I mean, it was such a roller coaster of emotions and never really felt great after it was a whole lot of holy shit what happened and a ton of relief after internalizing the worst for what seemed like hours yeah man yeah we were uh we, we were facing some tough emotions that were gonna have to be processed and i i did not see a path to getting to a, a healthy spot uh at certain points in that second half um, it was dark just it was dark. It was it was raw, raw emotions. And even the next morning waking up, man, I just, just shaking my head and, and, and reflecting back on all that. Um, dude, it, it did not feel like our night uh, for a lot of that game. Um, it, just, it just didn't. It felt off. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Brock Purdy, you know, channeled that magic. Took us down the field. Six of seven on that last drive. His only incompletion was a George Kittle drop. Uh, the scramble, the magic. Um, it was beautiful, man. That, that's all you want. You want to beautiful. You, you want to win. And I talked about this a little, uh, like on our text thread or something like that. But I mean, even if you look back at like, um, you know, the, the great catch game, Montana to Clark. Like Joe threw three picks that game. You know, but then what did he do? He drove us down the field for the heroic win, and that's the legend of Joe. And people think of Joe as, you know, he always won, which he did. But he had tough games, tough moments, but he found the magic. He channeled it. That's what Brock Purdy did Saturday night. And, uh, man, what a thing of beauty. Preach. Same sentiment over here. You know, the, the defense was incredible. You know, and they made, like, the penalties that went against us early on, too. Like, obviously, Debo going down. Um, yeah, it felt like one of those games where it was like, oh, geez, nothing, nothing is going our way. Um, but, like, some of the guys, I mean, Dre Greenlaw. Oh, my God. Um, you play Dre. Oh, yeah. Um, and he stopped that fourth down. Um, too, uh, which was, I mean, so huge. The red zone defense was incredible. Um, and yeah, I mean, I got a, you know, I threw quite a bit of shade at Green Bay last week. Um, you know, they, we all did. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> they played a good game. I think the elements played a bigger factor than I would have imagined. 
you know, to an extent, I do think, you know, Brock uh, was was struggling. You know, he had the glove. He took the glove off. Um, saw that one clip where he's, like, wiping his hands during the play. So, yeah, but overcame it all. And, you know, massive kick by Moody, too. Um, yeah, I'm fired <laughs> up, man. Don't get Jake started. Yeah. You know, it's funny. So I had a buddy coming over to watch the game and he was running late and I recorded the game on YouTube TV. And after like 15 minutes, I was like, I can't wait. I'm going down there. And so I went to try and fast forward from the pregame show and YouTube TV shouts to future not sponsor because of this. It just fast forwarded to life and it was three nothing bad guys. And I was so mad because I had set it up to record. And so I rewound and watched that first drive. And I sort of figured in my head, oh, maybe they got a couple first downs and they kicked a long field goal and they're up three, nothing. Cause they got the ball and whatever, but they went down the field. They had a penalty on Ambry Thomas who had a rough night. And honestly, looking at the game after watching it again, the defense actually played pretty well. They, a lot of their drives were either aided by long penalties. They had that third and long that led to a long pass interference penalty. They had the one on that first drive. Big play by Ward in the end zone on that first drive, by the way, which sort of gets lost in the historic moment that Purdy had at the end of the game. But other than that long kickoff return that they had, which somehow they recovered the fumble, the defense played pretty well considering the elements, considering the fact that the Green Bay offense had been really good. And I know a lot of people came out of that game thinking Purdy didn't play that well, and I would – agree he didn't have his best game and Fitz even said on the text string I don't recognize Brock Purdy which says a lot about us because we're all the biggest Brock Purdy guys there are and yet Jordan Love didn't even make it to 200 yards and by basically every measure Purdy outplayed him Love threw two bad picks Purdy drove them down the field to win the game Love tried to drive them down the field to win the game and threw one of the worst picks you'll ever see at any level of football. (laughs) And the defense showed up when it had to, it got that fourth down stop. It got those two picks. Ben don't break. Ben don't break. And there were some dogs on the defense. Bosa didn't have any sacks, but he was getting pressure. He had a couple of big run stops. I know some losers out there in the media are saying that he didn't have a game or he was a ghost. He had some big plays. Obviously, Dre Greenlaw had some big plays. Fred Warner was all over the place. My guy, Lenore, is an absolute baller and was playing a very physical game. And Ward, who they don't really test and slipped on one play, had a great game. Yeah. Yeah, it it was the bend, don't break. In the first half, Green Bay was in the red zone three times. They got six points. We were in the red zone zero times. We got seven points. We go into half with the lead. And Gabe mentioned the PIs. We had three bad PIs, two of them really bad. And then you mentioned one slip. There were three bad slips, too, that cost us. And that's just kind of a fluky thing that comes with the weather. I know both guys were struggling. And the other thing I wanted to point out that you bring up is that worst interception ever, Jordan Love at the end of the game, which is just great and such a fun way to end it. But when we look back to earlier in the year, uh, Brock made pretty much that same exact run and the, oh shit, nobody can throw across their body. That's going to be a pick. But no, he threw a fucking missile to BA for a touchdown on pretty much that same play. (laughs) That reminded me of, and it's just... That's the difference. That's the Brock Purdy difference. Wow. Yeah, man. 
Two very different plays, but I'll take it. <laughs> hey, not as far as I saw. Running to the right, throwing across your body, pretty making magic. Paul, the uh, tape doesn't lie, okay? <laughs> Sometimes it does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, Purdy's also people just taking this opportunity, right? To shit on Purdy because for whatever reason, that's their instinct. They don't want him to be great. They don't want to celebrate him. Uh, Jordan Love has a couple of good games in the last couple of months. They want to say he's, you know, the future and the top three guys to get the biggest contract ever or some shit like that. Um, I mean, I would say Purdy appeared to have some more issues with the elements than Love did. But, and as a result, made some weird throws and kind of head shaking stuff. And, and like Vince was saying, like, I don't really recognize this Purdy. But on that last drive, I remember me and the group of people I was with, we all just kind of looked at each other and we were like, oh, Purdy's back. I recognize this guy. Because he yeah. was just a cool customer, went down the field. Um, and Green Bay's defense did play well, you know? And, and they did some things to challenge him, and he had to check it down a lot. But uh, he made big-time throws uh, at times throughout the game, and then definitely on that last drive. AU, the, 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 that third-down conversion to AU, which was a great throw and a great catch, uh, sliding across the first down line. Like, that was how he comes right back and makes the out uh, coolly. Um, so, and then the scramble right after that. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, maybe I just made up a <laughs> name. Another name. Um, yeah. Um, Cooley, Conley, you know, it's hard to keep track of these. Botched name too. So you had a nice little run there. Yeah. <laughs> it was impressive nonetheless. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then CMC guys, let's, uh, let's not bury the lead. Jesus. What a game. What Catching a baller. It, running it, doing everything, stepping up and making, uh, making up for no Debo. Um, you know, one step forward in, again, what I think is going to be heroic postseason run for him. Oh, my God. He called his own number on that fucking play. He's such a savage. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys you guys kind of touched on everything. But, yeah, I mean, it was one of those games where, like, you know, you're on the edge of your seat. Like, every moment was so crucial. Like, for seemingly, I mean, I thought when, when after McCaffrey broke off that big one, I was like, okay, here we go. Like. That was more of, you know, the Niners uh, type type business. Um, but, you know, Green Bay came back and, um, yeah, everyone just like so many different guys stepped up, um, stood out to me. I think like, you know, special teams, we got to be a, bit, a little bit better. Um, yeah. And then like there's this, uh, you know, conspiracy theory out there that uh Kyle Shanahan didn't manage the clock properly at, at the half which it's a joke things I'll say about that number one you know what he says is correct um you know I'm glad they didn't get the ball back and you know we went to half with the lead and we're getting the ball and secondary a good field goal opportunity too yeah and also um I think the like narrative is that uh, you know, he doesn't want to go downfield, but he addressed that. And like the primary read on on one of those plays was was a deep shot to Ayuk, and you know, pressure just got through, and pretty made the right decision, didn't force force the issue. So like, I just think that people overdo it with what happened on the field without you know thinking about what might have been planned for, or um, you know, the the primary thing to do there is get the field goal opportunity. And, you know, don't make a stupid play and turn the ball over or give them, give them a chance to score. Yeah. 
I was having a little bit of a back and forth with Jake about this before we all got on and actually on a text string as well, where Kyle Shanahan's being getting crushed for that in all places in the media broadly. And this idea that he's a bad clock manager and his game management skills have cost him games in the past, yada, yada, yada. You can't have it both ways. You can't say Brock Purdy was awful in that game and say that Shanahan was too conservative there. Because if it was in fact true that Brock Purdy was struggling, then Shanahan perfectly managing the clock so that they didn't get the ball back, but also giving the team a chance to not only get a field goal, but possibly even a touchdown, including on that play to Ayuk, doesn't mean that Shanahan mishandled it. In fact, he handled it almost perfectly, just like he handled that last drive almost perfectly. So the idea that Purdy struggled, even as the biggest Brock guys, we can all admit it wasn't his best game. But you can't just say... Shanahan is an awful game manager, but he's also such a good coach that that's the only reason that Purdy's good. You can't say that he mismanaged the end of the half, but also Brock had an awful game. It can't all be true at the same time. There can be nuance to these things, as there always is. And for me, you make a 47-yard field goal when you have a kicker like Moody with a strong leg who Fitz said was making 55, 60-yarders, 59-yarders. 59 59-yarders. In warm-ups, like it was nothing from the suite, mm-hmm. by the way. He didn't mention he was in a suite. He was in a suite. But the, <laughs> I'm the still point a man is, of the people, guys. The point is, is they could have gone up 10, 6, into half, getting the ball back as they typically do. And I think the other drive that I think gets lost again is so they get that big kick return right after McCaffrey scores. They go and score a touchdown. And then Aaron Jones breaks off that big run. And that was the moment where I was thinking to myself, Jesus, man, this is, this is rough. And they get the stop and they force the field goal and that loser misses the field goal. And the Niners then go on that long drive to win the game led by Brock Purdy, who had an off night. And there are just moments in those games where certain things happen and certain players make key plays. And that's what this team is about. You can say that they have a great roster and they have all this talent, but when you have the biggest moments and the season is actually on the line, they made plays. Yeah, they came through. You talk about getting down after uh, that 53-yard run. I was in such a bad place at that (laughs) point. And I know that there's some parallels and also a lot of differences, but it really brought me back to sitting in Candlestick at that 2011 Saints game where I'm like, oh, fuck, it's over. We don't have a chance in hell to win this. I'm going to sit here and just watch the Niners lose, and it's going to be fucking miserable. That's like where my head went, the same exact place it went before. And then, you know, we we got the result we wanted. But I know we were all there together for that game, too. So I thought there were some parallels. Yeah, man, that was probably the darkest point. But uh, the defense, yeah, we, we said it many times, but the defense bent and it didn't break. And mm-hmm. those stops deep in, our own, deep in our own territory and in the red zone were just huge. The Packers could have been up 14-0. But our defense rose to the occasion. So 21-7. They, they went for it on fourth and inches and got stuffed. They, yeah, they easily point. could have got three touchdowns there first half. Yeah, and, and it, was, it was a collective effort on defense because – our front four was not necessarily gain home. And Love is very good at buying time, and he did a good job of that. Uh, I think Bosa had like seven pressures, obviously no sacks. Everyone else was behind that in number of pressures. 
Um, so it was it was a struggle. Linebackers came up big. Uh, the secondary held up, uh, save maybe Ambry Thomas, who's somewhat an issue that may need to be addressed. But um, yeah, man, just hats off to the defense. They kept us in that, and then Brock did his thing. Yep, and and your boy Drake Greenlaw coming through with the two huge picks and. I lost my voice Saturday night after the game, and you'd think that I was uh, screaming the whole time, but I wasn't. I was sitting there focusing and, and a little bit of fear mixed in there. But I spent the longest seven seconds of my entire life yelling as loud as I possibly could <laughs> at Dre Greenlaw, get the fuck down, dude. What are you doing? He's swinging the ball around like crazy. The game is over. And I'm just visualizing a fumble and like the worst thing ever. And I could not stop screaming. Shortly thereafter, the voice was gone. <laughs> what was he trying to do to us? He's trying to kill us? He's trying to give us all heart attacks? Everyone. Yeah, I can't even imagine what KS said to him after. They were kind of making some jokes about it. And I, I guess he can if it all works out. But fuck, that was scary. It was great. It was great after the game. They were interviewing Greenlaw. And he's like, Fred told me I was going to get a pick six. So I was trying to get a pick six. And then they asked Warner about it. And he said, I asked him what the hell he was doing. And he said, you told me I was going to get a pick six. He's like, that's not what I meant, Dre. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's the like, ultimate. I saw the pick. So I looked the other way. I start celebrating with the fans. I turn around. I see 57 run down the field. He said something. Somebody's like, Oh, heavens. <laughs> the, uh, oh. Warner and Greenlaw, it's like the ultimate big bro, little bro relationship. It's yeah. so great. <laughs> it's so good. I think we said it all. Well, I'll say this. So you, you talk about the emotional element of all this, and Jake was kind enough to send us a video, which was basically him pouring his heart out. And I think it reflected what we all went through, which for me was – just a moment in time that I typically go through when they don't win the Super Bowl, which is, why do I care so much about this? How could I be so wrong about this team? Why am I so dumb to think this team is as good as it is? And yet they came through. And those are the moments where you really look inside yourself. And thankfully, afterwards, you sort of wash it all away. And they won the game. And guys stepped up. and. It was such an emotional roller coaster. It didn't feel like our night, like you said, for most of that game. And then right at the death, it was our night. It was our night. And then, you know, for me, the the, the party started. It was relief more than anything. <laughs> but, hey, bottles were popped. We were, um, we were getting down with Chris and Juszczyk, talking about a, a potential sponsorship deal down the line for the pod. But. We still have a little bit of ways to go there. She's blowing up. Well, there's uh, a spot but, open now that YouTube TV is dead to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we have sponsorship opportunities here. But, yeah, it was it was nuts out there, man. People were <laughs> were fired up as, as they should be. Was but it loud? It was, just, it was a, Yeah, it was really loud. It was really, really loud, especially early on and then in the end. And on defense, man, the, the place lights up. Like, people are getting loud and it it makes a huge difference it's it's great to see i went a long time having a lot of doubts about that place and i'm starting to find some love for it deep in my heart i love it beautiful absolutely thing. love it we've got a big game to talk about so should we pick some players let's do it let's do it i'm, I'm happy to just kick things off by all means yeah so 
Believe it or not, Trey Greenlaw, man, really flashed on the tape. <laughs> he really, uh, he really did. Two interceptions in a playoff game, just big time. Um, and he almost gave us all a heart attack. He almost killed us all on the spot. But yeah. uh, I, I, I truly love that guy and what he brings to the defense. And uh, he, he's a difference maker, man. So we were fortunate to have him back there with Fred, big bro, little bro, beautiful thing. You know, it's wild on the rewatch. There's like something blocking the camera for a second on that return too. And so you're, you're sort of wondering, did he go down? And they're still talking about how he's still up. <laughs> that was, that was pretty tense. All right, Gabe. Oh man. I'm going to take, uh, I got three guys, but I'm going to take a guy that I have, uh, talked about for a long time as, you know, kind of a, a integral role player on this team. Um, I'm going with Juwan Jennings. Yeah. Or Juwan. Great pick. pick. Love yeah. that pick. Five catches on six targets for 61 yards, four first downs. Um, he had that incredible catch on that throw, that just dime by Purdy right over the linebacker. Um, Juwan goes up and gets it. I mean, and like his, the like physical way that he plays, that like little dust up he got into on the sideline, you know, shoving the guy into the freaking bench. Um, I mean, he's just a baller and a tough player. Um, so yeah, I, uh, great game. Great, great game by Juwan. Fit? I'm going to go with uh, Demo Lenore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great AKA pick. Great Lenoir. What a dog. Uh, when, when we needed him the most, and really we, we needed a spark on defense in the first half, they had been moving the ball, getting down. Obviously, Ben don't break. Great red zone defense across the board. But he was out there playing so damn physical, and he was everywhere. And you couldn't, you couldn't get the ball to him. He was stopping everything, and he was just really setting the tone for everybody. And right when it seemed like things might be not going our way, getting us down, he was just bringing it so hard out there, and people were going so nuts for every hit he made. And I don't know. I was just loving it so much, and it was so great to see. Tone setter, fucking just what a performance. Yeah, he also threw Jordan Love into oblivion on the sideline there, which was just so enjoyable. Destroyed him, (laughs) and then you know, it was so good. They're calling for a flag. They come out and little dust up, and he got in another dust up with with somebody else, which I I don't know exactly how that went down, but he was just getting after everyone. Yeah, there's there's a lot of players we could take. I mean, CMC had two touchdowns. He easily could be my pick. Trent Williams had a speech, I guess, in the huddle to those guys talking about this might be the last time we're together, so just give everything you've got on this play and the next play and every play until this game's over, which I'm sure is super inspiring coming from a guy like that. You could take Darnell Savage, who isn't even on the Niners, but had an absolute mayor of a game. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Purdy because we don't often take him despite Great the fact pig. that he's oh, what a pig. <laughs> the pig. leader of this team. And this was the type of game that they just said the Niners couldn't win unless they were out in front and everything was perfect. And they have all their guys, including Debo. 
they can't win. If they're going in the fourth quarter, Purdy and KS, they're the two guys who can't win. If they're going in the fourth quarter down, they can't win. If Purdy has to throw the ball and has to lead them from behind, they can't win. And what did he do? He both hurt. He can't win. What did he do? He led them down the field. Like Jake said, six of seven with the only missed pass being a drop by George Kittle. And it was Joe Montana esque. And I don't want to get too hyperbolic here, but that was the stuff that lives in Niners lore. And there's a long history of great players in this organization doing great things on the biggest stage. And he added his name to the list. And I, again, I'm not saying he had a great game. Nobody here would argue he had a great game, but he came up in the moment where he had to, and they do not win that game if Purdy doesn't drive them down the field in the way that he did. And I love this kid, and he makes no bones about the fact that he has to play better. He never makes excuses. He's never defensive. He did yell at a couple guys, specifically Ray Ray McLeod, who I think ran the wrong route on a play, but... I'm sure those guys just know it's the fire. They talked about once upon a time when he was in the huddle and he's basically telling guys to shut up. And they're like, this dude's for real. And he is. And they all love him. And the national media coming out of that game seemed to just believe that he had a trash game and he sucks. And this was validation of that fact. And Ayuk and Debo are coming out, getting his back as they always do. And to me, that's who I care about is the players on this team who have his back. And I love him. And I'm so glad he's our quarterback. And I truly believe he's going to lead them to a Super Bowl. So let's go get it. NFC Championship game, Detroit Lions. Great pick, by the way. Purdy, wow. Yeah, really off the board there. (laughs) Yeah, the haters come out. The ESPN. Fucking hang a banner. The guy had some incompletions. Good for you. What a joke. And the players like Debo and Ayuk coming out, they're not doing that just because they think he's a nice guy. No. They're doing that because no. they know he's a baller. Yeah. He does it day in, day out, in the games, and in practice. And you yep. don't get that kind of response from your teammates unless you are the real deal. Yeah. I also, I also so, want to say, like, I feel like this is, like, Purdy fucking thrives off of all this shit. And he wants to fucking stick it to these guys. And I think... uh we got a defense coming to town um, who might feel the wrath. So, yeah. So how do we feel about this matchup? We match up pretty good against this team. A lot of people are going to be doubters watching the games. It was a tough one for the Niners. Purdy didn't look great. Fine. Good. Count them out. It's going to be 65 degrees, sunny at home. Hopefully we get Debo back. I think that's probably a coin flip type situation now. Um, I don't think it's super critical. Obviously, he is such a difference maker. We want him, if at all possible. But either way, we got to feel good about this. They're, the Detroit pasty is really bad. It's going to be an opportunity for Purdy to really, really show out here. And I, I think we're going to see the Purdy that we're used to seeing. Yeah, I, I concur with that. Um, they, I mean, they, they, Detroit does have weapons. We just want to like look at the whole picture for sure. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones had success against us. He's a great player. Um, Packers line, Packers offensive line, pretty damn good. I, I don't know if any other line was playing as good as them the last couple months of the season. And Detroit has a good line too. 
Um, so our our run D is gonna have to step up. Yeah, uh, we're, we're gonna want to see more pressure than we got. Now we're working with a quarterback who's not nearly as mobile, uh, but it's gonna be nice to see hopefully like Hargrave break through the middle, you know, and, and give Bose a little help. Chase Young um, provide more pressure off his end. Um, and then I don't know what the hell they do with Avery Thomas. I mean, honestly, that guy's in my doghouse. Uh, I don't know what their options are, but um, they gotta. He's they're gonna go after him. So he's he's had a very up and down career. At times, he's looked great. He's made big plays in big spots. Uh, he just hasn't been super reliable. Um, but uh, overall, like I think our offense controls this game. We get vintage Purdy. Uh, it would be great to have a healthy Debo, like you said. That sounds very up in the air right now. I'm hoping they can just put a shot in the shoulder and he can go and then rest up for two weeks for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, li- I like all the things you said. Um, and yeah, the pass defense um, for the Lions is not good. Um, their last, I wrote down their last five. They gave up 349 last week to Baker, 367 to Stafford, 396 to Mullins, 345 Mullins. to Dak. And Nicky Mullins, fucking legend. And then Nick the INT. To Mullins again. Jesus. So, Mullins um, just cooking them. Yeah, and I, I you know, I they, they did have a respectable run defense, but, um, you know, my money is always going to be on CMC um, for sure. And, you know, the rest of the, the guys blocking out there. Um, and yeah, golf on the road, I think is like something that I know the weather's not going to be bad. So, you know, maybe, maybe not as much, but he has been really, really good in that dome and not as good by, uh, I think, considerable margin. when he's If, not if I'm not mistaken, dome. he has a little bit of history shitting the bed in some pretty big games. Yeah. I think you'd be correct. They do have a really good run defense, so the Niners, hopefully Shanahan's able to scheme up some runs for CMC, and then CMC does what he does. I'm not terribly concerned about their run defense. I think, to your point, not only are they not good against the pass, they're really bad against number one receivers. And last I checked, even without Debo, the Niners have a really good number one receiver, arguably one of the best in the NFL. And in many ways, I think about the Lions is like the dollar general version of the Niners. Like their edge guy, Aiden Hutchinson, is basically a discount Bosa. Their left tackle, Penny Sewell, really good. A discount version of Trent Williams. Their running back, really good. A discount version of CMC. Sun God, sorry, J- sorry Gabe. Discount version of Ayuk. Laporta, good tight end. Discount version of Kittle. Yeah. And you go through this, and they don't have linebackers that are anywhere near the level, even that rookie of Warner and Greenlaw. And so I just think you go down the line and the Niners are better at the key positions, kind of like what we talked about with the Packers, but the equalizing factor of weather last week, I think made that game closer than it would have been. And I think this Lions team's good. I think Goff has had a good year and it's a great story. Lions, all that stuff, Jared Goff, resurrection, yada, yada, yada. But We've seen this movie before with Jared Goff against the Niners defense, and I'm extremely confident that Lenore is going to get a pick. I wouldn't be surprised if Ambry Thomas gets a pick. He did have a rough week, but he's been really good since the bye, since he was inserted into the starting lineup, and they moved 
Lenore in on those packages. And I, I'm so glad you took Lenore because he is an absolute dog. And oh man, so good. This is just a whole different thing, right? The Bucks are fine. That was a, a good team with some weapons, but the Niners are a whole different animal. And I'm very confident that the Niners are going to really bring their A game, which we haven't seen for a little while because not only were they on a bye, but they had guys rested the last week of the season. And that Washington game, they won pretty comfortably, but that wasn't their best performance either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll be back to basics here. And Detroit, that was a pretty back and forth game with Tampa Bay until the end. I didn't yeah. watch the whole thing, but. Couple I mean, Baker Mayfield picks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the difference. And they're they're not gonna get that from Purdy. So it so. should it should be back to business here. We'll see. I'm yeah. thinking one, one uh one footnote on, on Jared Goff. Uh three of us here went to high school in Marin County and our rival high school was a, a school by the name of Marin Catholic, which is where Jared Goff went. And uh, just to paint the picture for the listeners out there, you know, it's basically the rich yuppie school that recruits kids from all over. Uh, the kids drive fancy cars. Uh, you see them at parties. They're not very cool. Um, and that's that's where Jared Goff comes from. So in theory, it's a homecoming for him. He's coming home, but he's not welcome here. And we're in Catholic and go to hell. <laughs> okay. Can we make some predictions? Yeah, love that. <laughs> we're, okay, we're, we're like I said, back to basics. We're going Purdy over thirty again. It's going to be big. Thirty-eight, seventeen. Love it. Rubber stamp that. Love it. The rubber stamp, Jake. Uh, I I do think Detroit uh, will score some points. Um, maybe late, maybe it won't matter. But I'm feeling um, thirty-five to 24. Okay. That's a cover. Gabe? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the defense rallies again, to be honest. And I think, you know, the pressure gets home. Uh, um, you know, we get a, a turnover or two. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to say 34-17. Love it. Well, I'm going to go big. 42-13. I think we get some butt truck <laughs> in his first <laughs> NFC championship game. Love it. Two Elijah Mitchell touchdowns. Why not? Butt truck. <laughs> Let's go All get right, it, boys. boys. We, we've been here before. We know what we got to do. Let's go get another nope. win. Go Niners. Let's go do it. Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.